another common misconception or thing I hear online is people say, well, how come most people having heart attacks have a normal LDL cholesterol? So this is literally like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. However, even really, really smart people bring this up. There's this cardiothoracic surgeon and a few other doctors, and these people just keep repeating this. They keep saying, well, if cholesterol is so bad for you, how come that everyone that comes to the hospital that has having an actual heart attack has low cholesterol or normal cholesterol? So first of all, that may have been true in the past where we had set the normals higher, but the normals are no longer normal. We have since found out that with LDL cholesterols, even up to 130, which is what we used to think was normal, people are still laying down tons of plaque. Not only that, there's a few other reasons. A big one is that people are later in life put on statin therapy, which will lower your cholesterol, and then you still have a heart attack because you still have plaque that was laid down before we lowered your cholesterol. But not only that, even when we put you on lipid-lowering therapy, most people are not treated down to a number that is low enough to prevent plaque buildup. So there's a number of issues going on here. Not only that, LDL cholesterol is an acute phase reactant, which means that uh, it will go down substantially when someone's under stress or having a heart attack, for example. Um, there's an entire chapter dedicated to this in my new cholesterol book. I think I'm just going to read it to you guys. Uh, that way you'll kind of know like in depth and in detail. I'll describe the charts and graphs. Obviously, the entire book is full of charts and graphs and beautiful, gorgeous pictures and illustrations. If you want to know when that book comes out, go to dralo.net, D-R-A-L-O.net slash cholesterol, and you'll get on the list. You'll get a preview of the cholesterol book as well as my ultimate lipid guide. That is something I think you guys would really enjoy. So this chapter is called most heart attacks happen with normal LDL cholesterol levels. So I'm just going to read it to you. I think that's probably the most fair way uh, to attack this topic. So the cholesterol disputers always want to point out that most heart attacks happen in people with quote-unquote normal cholesterol levels. They say that this means that it's not the cholesterol. This shows a severe lack of understanding. The data shows that anywhere from 50 to 73% of people having an, a heart attack have quote, normal LDL cholesterol, unquote. Normal as defined by the older guidelines of less than 130 milligrams per deciliter. We know that this is not actually normal. Physiologic LDL cholesterol is somewhere between 20 and 40 milligrams per deciliter. We know that ASCVD, or atherosclerotic heart disease, does not occur with lifelong LDL cholesterols of 20 to 40, as has been demonstrated by many studies that I've quoted earlier in this book. Hence, a lot of adults with old normal for LDL cholesterol are going to be having cardiovascular events. As you have seen in this book, people can be building soft, vulnerable plaque at much lower levels of LDL cholesterol. The PISA trial discussed earlier showed that 54% of young, healthy people in, in health, young, healthy individuals with an LDL cholesterol of 130 milligrams per deciliter had plaque and most of the time in multiple arterial beds. Further, when someone is having an acute myocardial infarction, heart attack, their LDL cholesterol acutely declines 20 to 40 percent or somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 30 milligrams per deciliter. When you check a lipid panel in the hospital for a patient having a heart attack, you are measuring these acutely depressed levels. Studies show that one on day one, studies show that on day one after a heart attack, 
you can see up to a 9% decline in LDL cholesterol, and by day 4, it can be reduced up to 17%. Other studies have shown even further reductions in LDL cholesterol, with a reciprocal rise in triglycerides, which can lower LDL cholesterol as well. This leads many of these medfluencers to say it's the triglycerides. The total LDL, the, I'm sorry, total cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, and ApoB are acute phase reactants, meaning they are altered significantly when someone is having an acute anything. Any stress on the body, and they can go down. They can go way down. Other acute phase reactants may go up. Thyroid hormones, cortisol, and many others can be elevated. And then there's a chart here um, that shows day zero, then day one, two, three, four, five, seven, all the way out to 60. And you have total cholesterol dropping significantly. Percent change on day one, it goes down from zero, about negative 10, or like drops by 10%. Then by day four to five, it drops to like almost 50%. It's like 45, 50 maybe, and so on. And then starts to climb back up again. Somewhere around 60 days, it gets back up to normal. The triglycerides do the opposite. On day one, they creep up by 10. By day seven-ish, or maybe eight or nine, they're up to their highest level, somewhere like 60% increase. And then the same thing goes with LDL cholesterol. It drops way down, ApoB, you know, all that stuff. So there's a really beautiful uh, chart there showing that. Get back to the text now. Look at the above chart demonstrating what happens to ApoB, LDLC, and total cholesterol when someone has an acute heart attack. Most of the time, when someone is having a heart attack, we spend a few days stabilizing them. And then finally, when they are close to just discharge, we check a lipid panel. By then... They are already on Lipitor 80 or Crestor 40. Guidelines state that you must do this right away when they walk through the door. Statins will also cause a significant reduction in LDLC and ApoB even in just one day. You have a double hit. Your LDL cholesterol and ApoB are low due to being acute phase reactants and due to the initiation of lipid lowering therapy. Here are more great articles on this topic. And then there's a few articles. Perhaps the best summary article on this phenomenon. And then there's another article. Additionally, some people who are having heart attacks are already on lipid-lowering therapy, and hence their LDL cholesterol is already reduced. But they haven't been on these long enough. It's lifelong exposure to high LDL cholesterol that causes atherosclerosis. They probably had elevated LDLC in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and were never placed on statin therapy. Then they are finally placed on a statin at age 50 or 60, and have a heart attack with, quote, normal or low cholesterol. Many times, they are not even on a stent at the time of their first heart attack. It's a bit too late, and now they have extensive plaque, and it's irreversible. Plaque does not magically go away once you reduce your LDL cholesterol at a later age. It just stabilizes. We know that it is better to treat elevated LDL cholesterol sooner, younger, and stronger. But unfortunately, Many doctors have not been treating lipids aggressively enough. Michael Makeover, Michael Shapiro, and Peter Toth wrote a recent paper discussing intensive therapy earlier. This is a quote from their uh, paper now. So this is in quotes. There is urgent need to treat atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk earlier, more intensively, 
and with greater precision. A a review of the current practice for improved effectiveness. And then there's a link to that article. They argue that we are not doing a good job. We wait too long to treat elevations and lipids. They also argue that if we started sooner, then we could eliminate ASCVD nearly completely. If you had to lower LDL cholesterol for 30 years, it is better to have it lowered between the ages of 20 to 50 rather than 50 to 80. By the time you hit 50, you already have well-established plaque. Dr. Michael Shapiro discusses cholesterol years similar to smoking pack years. If you smoke one pack a day for 20 years, we say you have a 20-pack year history of smoking. He wants us to use similar classifications for LDL cholesterol elevation. If your LDL cholesterol has been 150, 150 milligrams per deciliter for 10 years, you have 1,500 or 1,500 cholesterol years. You can read this article at, and then there's a link to the article. Next is a graphic or a chart from that exact article. It shows cumulative cholesterol years. You see people with severe hypercholesterolemia in red. They have the most severe disease at the earliest age, moderate hypercholesterolemia starting in the teens, and then modest hypercholesterolemia from adulthood and lifestyle. And then you see there's a line that must be crossed uh, as a threshold. Once that line is crossed, that's when you have atherosclerosis. When it's not crossed, you don't have atherosclerosis. Now, all of those three that I just mentioned cross the line later and later. Children with severe hypercholesterolemia from birth cross that line usually between ages 5 to 12, depending on how bad it is. The moderate group crosses it you know, somewhere in their teens and you know mid-20s. The modest group uh, gets it somewhere between age 35 to 45. And then you know there are other people who get it in their 50s and 60s. The last group here, the green one, Lifelong low LDLC due to genetics, excellent lifestyle, initiation of lipid lowering therapy at an early age. That group never crosses the threshold and stays below that threshold for atherosclerosis. Back to the text. This is the chart from Michael, Dr. Michael Shapiro's research. The dotted line is the threshold for onset of atherosclerosis. Look at the first red box on the left. If you have severe hypercholesterolemia from birth, like those with familial hypercholesterolemia, you will end up with ASCVD and cardiovascular events at a very young age. At the very right is a green box. These individuals have lifelong very low LDLC, either from genetics or from very early lipid-lowering therapy. These people will not have atherosclerosis and do not cross over that into that threshold. The remaining boxes are people at various risk levels. The lower the LDLC for longer, for longer, the, lo- the lower the LDLC for longer, the longer the delay into ASCVD. It's a bit of a tongue twister. So that's it for that chapter, um, basically describing what happens to people and why LDL cholesterol is lower when people have heart attacks. Now, the problem is when people ask me these questions on social media, it's like I got to type out five paragraphs to answer it and you have like 140 texts or you know, character limits or 2,000 character limits or what have you. And there's no way to just type this up in two seconds. You can link to the article and you can say, read this and read that. But these people don't care. These people are usually just there to argue. They don't really care who you are, what you're saying. They don't want to hear your nonsense because your view is the opposite of their view. So they don't really care. They're just there to argue and have uh, no, 
no interest in actually learning. And you find that a lot online. People are like pretty dug in. There, there are some people, I'd say maybe like 30% of people are pretty dug in saying, well, no, I'd say like maybe 10 to 20% of people are pretty dug in saying that cholesterol doesn't matter. I'd say 40% of people to maybe up to even 60% are on the fence. They don't care one way or another. They're trying to learn. I'd say another 15 to maybe 30% of people online know that cholesterol is the problem, but they're kind of like almost like a silent majority. They don't want to say anything because they know they're just going to be attacked by all these carnivore crowd and all these people that are like anonymous accounts with no pictures that just want to spew off nonsense and say, you don't look healthy. Who are you to say that? You're not anybody. You're not a like just uh, insanity. So anyways, Hope that helps. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Leave me some five-star reviews and let's get the word out there so that we can get real scientific cardiology advice out there instead of all this nonsense that you see online. I will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.